0: Hello and welcome to the 206 podcast. I am your host, Mark Moran, coming to you from Seattle, Washington, and providing virtual coverage of the 2021 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. Today I'm speaking with filmmaker Patricio Janelsa, whose movie Lumpia with a Vengeance has been playing at film festivals across the country this year. Patricio, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Nice to meet you, Mark. Yeah. Nice to meet you as well. Thank you for taking the time. Now, first, let's talk about the story of this movie. Now, Lumpia Man is a very unique and very Filipino take on a comic book superhero type character. So give me a quick breakdown of the story. And where did the idea first come from for this character?
1: L- Lumpia of the Vengeance uh, is actually about uh, Lumpia Man who teams up with a high school student, Rachel, uh, to take down a crime syndicate who is selling drugs, masked as food. In this case, Lumpia, you know, the, the, the popular <laughs> Filipino spring roll. <laughs> right. Um, and, and then the idea of this wacky comic, I mean, because the, the superhero uh, fights crime uh, using Lumpia, you know, so it's a very it's a very it's a it's a really out there kind of idea. And the, the idea actually came about. Uh, and this is a sequel to uh, we call it the ultimate homemade movie I did with Lumpia 1. And I the idea really came about because we were fans of a movie called El Mariachi, you know, by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Myself and my brother Dar. And, you know, we watched that we were saying, OK, so here's a Mexican hero who uses a, a guitar as a weapon. What would be the <laughs> Filipino version of this? And, and as a joke, my brother just said, oh, what about a guy who dressed up as a, in a Baroque Tagalog and throws lumpia around? And, and he was just joking. I said, wait a minute, there's something visual and something interesting about that, that idea. You know, and so only in the comic book world, I felt that, uh, you know, we could have made this uh uh you know story possible. You know, right. I mean we you know, I mean we already have heroes that use bats and spiders as a as an icon. <laughs> So why not your favorite food, right? So.
0: Especially something deep fried. I mean, what what more could you want, right?
1: <laughs> and that was the only thing we could think of that would be a perfect projectile, I guess, you know. So <laughs> and I've been trying to justify this idea ever since. So
0: Yeah, yeah. I can imagine if you're like pitching it to somebody, there's probably a little bit of confusion at, at first. <laughs> but then but then like we're saying, how how can you resist? So that's that's a really fun way to to create a character. Now, you had mentioned the the first film, Lumpia. Which came out in 2003, so that's 18 years between the two movies. So, at what point and when did you decide, okay, it's time to make a sequel? Like, how did how did that happen?
1: Well, see, even even then, we shot that way back in 1996, right? And really? so, oh, wow, yeah, it was a bunch of us Filipino kids in a in a, in a neighborhood in Daly City who, who we we, when we grew up. We always made movies during the summer. It was like our, our thing to do. And when I went to uh, USC, I went to there for film school. And then when I got back uh, home during the summer, you know, I just reunited the, the our, our friends together. and say, "Hey, let's make a movie." And Lumpia was that reunion movie. We didn't think it would, uh, you know, get out there. It was just something we made for fun and, and to reunite. And then when we finally released it uh, seven years later, um, I mean, that movie story itself, we, you know, people were very taken back by the, I guess, back in the comic book, but the fact that we were able to make this fun story with just our <laughs> friends and it made sense so 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 the the sequel came about because we were actually celebrating the 10th year anniversary of that film and so we decided myself and my partner in crime um aj koloma we decided why not uh use this original movie that had some so- sort of a cult following in the community and, and make that our first crowdfunding a uh, crowd crowdfunder and lo and behold we got uh crowdfunding on the last evening actually and then we were greenlit and it gave us the motivation to 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 make this movie. Even though all of us are, you know, part-time filmmakers because we all had a full-time jobs, but in a way, the only the way this movie was kickstarted back in two thousand thirteen, and it, in a way, it took it took us seven years to finish uh, this sequel. Wow. But I, but but I think with an independent film like this, and, and just how the scope of it, I think we would not have finished this film if not for the backers who are waiting for us. And I think that what motivated us to not just only finish the movie but make a move that was worthy of their support that they gave us. You know, we wanted to make sure we made a move that was fun and, 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 and that's something they that would we'll be proud of.
0: I know absolutely that's, that's a really great story uh, yeah this it's, it's always amazing to me how long of a process it can be to just get one film made you said you know this goes back to 2013 the original goes back to uh, I think you said 1996 that's that's incredible so now from what you were just saying the film received a lot of community support through the, the crowdfunding Now tell me about the process of creating and financing the movie the way you did and what it means to you to receive that kind of support.
1: I mean, you know, so the crowdfunder was really, it was really a way to figure out, see if there was still an appetite out there for Filipino American films. Like the, the the people out there want to do it, so crowdfunding was actually a good way for us to kind of test out the temperature out there, right? Because I mean, I don't think a studio would greenlight a movie about Lumpia about a guy through <laughs> Lumpia, so it was really on us to see if the people out there wanted a movie like that and so right. so for it to be a kick fun, and then the, and, and we were what we uh, our first initial was 50,000 which it, it really it's not enough to really make a feature film right, right. so uh, we use that as a, as a jumping start to develop the script and and it motivated us to, it, it took us two years to come up with a draft that we would finally be happy with and then each time we would always, you know, try to because we were still fundraising. Each time we thought we were, you know, about to give up or something, there was always some sort of checkpoint that allowed us to move further. You know, the first one was hooking up with Mark Munoz, uh, former UFC fighter, to join us, and then, uh, you know, a year later, Danny Trejo came on board to join us. So, so at any point, I mean, you know, we did this crowdfunding, and then to the point we even post production. You know, and then this year we crowdfunded a comic book. You know, so even when the movie's done, there's still people we are excited about this this idea that, you know, we're it feels like we're just really doing their work, their community work, you know? So it's a weird sense of community yeah, yeah. Uh, involved in front of the scenes and behind the scenes.
0: Right, no, that's amazing. Now you had mentioned Danny Trejo and you had mentioned earlier inspiration taken from Mariachi. Now the mm. sequel to Mariachi was Desperado, who Danny Trejo is in that film? So his like career rejuvenated. Right. Career regenerated with Escarado, Yeah, exactly. So now take that from you know movies that inspired you to make this one, and then now having Danny Trejo in the in this movie. Like, how did that connection happen? Where did you bring him into the project? I mean,
1: that's exactly
0: what I mentioned to Danny
1: when, right uh, uh, when we're about to wrap him. Uh, <laughs> uh you know I, I told him straight up like you know you El malachi robert rodriguez was inspiration for this original film it, and him taking part in this sequel was like the it, it coming full circle you know it, yeah. and, and 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 danny sherry being involved was in in screenplay form was always kind of a dream like it'd be cool if danny played this part in the film <laughs> you know because i i i knew that the mexican and filipino uh uh, the connection, you know, goes back to Cesar Chavez and Larry Le- Itliong, and, 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 yeah, and, and yeah. it's just, just and so to have him, and, and so you never know, because this, this industry, especially, is full of rejections and no, but you never know who's going to say yes, right. and Danny Trejo's team happened to, you know, got the script, and their team said yes, Danny said yes, and it was <laughs> full on, it, 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 you know and so he was a, a pleasant surprise. And uh, I mean, I'm surprised to everyone, I think. I think anyone who sees a trailer and sees Danny Trejo involved, they're like, what? You know, (laughs) and that's exactly what we want to do. We want to it was it was almost like, oh, you know, it's possible. It's possible for this to
0: happen. Right. right? (laughs) No, absolutely. That's really cool. Now, as far as uh, other casting, you had mentioned Rachel, a high school student who's played by April Absinthe, and who I thought was just fantastic. Now, she has so much charisma, so much personality. So, where did you find her, and what was the casting process like for the movie, not just for her, but overall as well? Yeah. So, so the casting pro- uh, process was uh, uh, the casting pro-
1: audition is not really my favorite thing to do as a filmmaker. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's hard to, to you know, see everyone. But but we got April through the audition process. And you, you have to know that the actual part of the film was actually supposed to be a son. The role was supposed to be the son of Moon Moon, not really the yeah. daughter of Moon Moon. And so that came in kind of in the last two drafts when we finally said, you know what? It works better as a daughter. And finding April, it she just embodied that character she knew exactly the right way to play that and in a way it helped me develop the role better where i even rewrote the act the third act of the film because we we shot this in two years so when we we, uh, had to restart again the second year the movie became different for the third act and so April, april played a big part in that and i'm not surprised that she's you know, she just booked a role. Uh, she's just playing a role in that blind spotting. and i'm not i'm not I'm not oh, yeah. surprised because her her she's super talented and she was very key in terms of us. Uh, figuring out Rachel, the character. And, right. and in terms of the other casting, I mean, this was a grand experiment. I'm trying to um, combine my friends who are non-professional <laughs> actors with professional actors <laughs> and with Hollywood legends like Danny Trejo in the mix <laughs> and a former UFC fighter. So, like, you're really getting all these ingredients and you don't know how it's going to mesh and how it's going to work out. Right. Um, but, but I think the fact that everyone knew we had the, the, such a family vibe on set that I think people understood what we were uh, up against, and and you know, it, again, it started out with a bunch of Filipino kids playing in this playground, and now we have professionals and Hollywood icons. Like again, Treo now joining the sandbox, and it just got bigger, you know. <laughs> so that's what I'm most proud of. I think yeah, the fact yeah. that we were able to rally and get the community not only to greenlight the film, but also to take part
0: in, in it, you know. I think it's really appropriate that usually the best thing you can do when you take a bunch of different ingredients like that is just wrap it up and deep fry it. So there you go, right back to the lumpia. <laughs> I, I know I,
1: only with a movie like uh, about yeah. lumpia.
0: <laughs> exactly. Now on that topic, one of the things I love about the movie is just how much Filipino culture you throw in—the music, the wardrobe, the languages, the way family members and friends interact, and of course the food. You know, lumpia being the the prime ingredient there. So why was it important for you to have all of that in there? Just Embedded into almost every single scene. Well, I mean, th-
1: it was already a decision made early on to make this unabashedly Filipino, uh, <laughs> specifically Filipino American, right? I yeah, didn't yeah. feel like, uh, you know, I, when I watch movies about other cultures, it doesn't, I don't need like a, you know, a, a, a definition and the footnotes and all that stuff. If I did, I could easily Google it or it makes me learn more about the culture. So right. with, with Filipino American culture, it was like, with, with we just, I, I, it being a, about my upbringing, how it to be growing up in something like Daly City, which is kind of based on Fogtown, you know, where it was mostly people of color. I think it was very important to talk about something you rarely see in films, you know, and to do it in such a, you know, tongue-in-cheek, kind of a <laughs> wacky comic book uh, tone. I think I think as filmmakers, I think we put pressure on ourselves because we feel we need to, to make that Sundance Sundance film, that that, that award-winning kind of drama right. and stuff. And I feel, you know, my favorite movies growing up are, are really, like, wacky films like Revenge of the Nerds and and, <laughs> and, 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 and Meatballs and The yeah. Animal House, you know? I mean, and I think we Lumpia is really a cool way for me to uh, you know wrap my comic book nerdiness plus my love for retro 80s score and all that plus with my culture i think that that was one of the things that that you had to be proud of. And I hope when people see it, they, you know, they not only have fun with it, but they get to learn something other than Filipinas being all about lumpia, that we're more than just <laughs>
0: our, our food, right? <laughs> right, absolutely. And I love how you inform the audience right away what type of movie this is, with the comic influence, with the comic book influence, you know, with some of the graphics and how you introduce each of the characters by splashing their name on a in a comic book style. So it's pretty clear that you have a love for comic books and superheroes. So what and who are your biggest influences from that world that led to creating the character of Lumpia Man? Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a such a big uh,
1: I mean, Marvel fan. I mean, I, I hate to put Marvel versus DC, but Marvel, <laughs> uh, I mean, Spider-Man obviously was big influence because uh, it, it was always about the human qualities of him being an awkward teenager who, right. who, who got bullied couldn't get the girl you know and so uh, i think uh, i think what i got out of the comic book world was especially with writing lupia was always putting some of those human elements in there you know i mean if you strip away all the lupia and the comic book stuff it's really about a a daughter who's really trying to feel worthy of being you know uh being worthy of his family because she's right. essentially without spoiling it you know a mistake you know where yeah. you know whatever and so there's a lot of like heady uh topics and there's bullying that we kind of bring back and kind of the classism issues but 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 to kind of do it in that kind of fashion through this fantastical superhero world was always kind of like the gimmick for me what i love doing and sprinkling with with, right. with the comic book and, and 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 all those comic books with, with with marvel and all those just my love for the visualness of like how I mean, Richard Donner, of course. I mean, who did with, with Superman the movie? Right. I mean, all those o- original saying it's okay to put superheroes on screen. So I felt like why it felt as you know it's weird when you pitch this project to someone what's about and someone throws lumpia right. <laughs> I felt very safe that it was okay for me to cinematically, you know, uh, realize this wacky character because I've seen people do it uh, in, in Hollywood cinema, right, with with mm. other with other ideas, and now superheroes are very accepted. So I like to think that even with the original Lopia movie, this existed before comic book movies really became such a big trend, you right. know? So yeah, I, I mean, I, I, think, I think that's the reason why, uh, you know, comic books have always been escape for me, but it's always now been, I use that platform, and that genre really to kind of uh, talk about the, the, the themes and store issues that I feel strongly about.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for going into that. Now, one of the things that uh, we touched on really briefly was, you know, there was a time period between the two movies and then all of the different types of, of influences that went into this movie. One of the things was the music. Now, during the time between the two movies, is you worked with Black Eyed Peas on a few of their music videos. So tell me about that experience and what was the biggest thing that you learned during that time of making music videos that you could then bring forward to making another feature film? that that
1: music and sound design soundtrack is a very powerful tool in filmmaking i think i think that just strengthened my uh uh my use of them in my films i i, I in a way i use them really to set the tone for a lot of these things and and it helped me actually uh talk uh, be able to communicate more with our, our music uh composers you know we had two here michael kobayashi and jonathan wandog but like um but i use music a lot because my music videos, I never really saw them as music videos. We did like two decades worth of them, uh, you know. With with uh, and and so to be able to you and I and I treated them more as short films versus music videos. I, I know they're meant to sell songs and commercials, but I I used them as a way to kind of develop my skills as a filmmaker. And so with Lumpia, I mean, song is everywhere. And even the kind of songs that I picked up, uh, you know, would be like uh, so the score would be very geeky in terms of very retro kind of 80s song has the synthesizers in it right and but I think even as a nod Easter egg for those who don't know, like even with the American culture, you know, uh, you know, we, we we in the '90s we loved freestyle music, you know, and that was a big thing. I was gonna mention that yeah. as yeah. soon and, as and, I and heard and the freestyle yeah. song in there, I was like, yep. <laughs> Again, another connection right with right. the Latino and, and yep. the Filipino, like <laughs> you know, Johnson Enriquez and all that. I mean, yep. to have her on board on the, on, on and the Buffy is, as well. Yep. I mean, that for me was a nod. So people hear that, oh, I get it. I, I, to put that on the action scene was always a dream of mine to put an, a freestyle song in, awesome. in, in a key action scene. And, uh, you know, and then a lot of my artists that I've I worked with, they contributed songs to this. Apple the app who's part of the Black Eyed Peas, uh, has one song in there. So it, it, it worked together. I mean, that's why this, this, this project was a mishmash of just people getting together who I've worked with in the past
0: oh no that's awesome and like i said I, I immediately noticed that freestyle song kick in i did hear black eyed peas in there i also yeah. heard ruby ibarra in there who's yeah, a ruby. fantastic yeah. filipina rap artist so yeah just an outstanding job on getting all of those musical influences in there thank you for touching on that now what do you want people to take away from watching your movie like what should they be feeling and talking about as the credits begin to roll and and they start thinking about it, the movie after the fact
1: well, if they're not hungry by the time the credits roll, then I didn't do my job properly. <laughs> exactly. really. If they're not crediting for Olympia, then yeah. But 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 seriously, yeah, I, I think it's just to have fun. I think I, I think the, the movies, the roller coasters pace very quick, you know, and I think hopefully by the end of it, uh, I, I hope you, I, I what people get of it is like, they've learned uh, that, you know, just being Filipino American is just the same as any, hopefully there's something they, they, they kind of latched into. But in the end, it's just really about having fun and, and, and being entertained and transporting you to this world that is, like Fogtown is real. You know, I mean, Metropolis and you know could be like New York or Chicago, but right. Fogtown is really based on a real city. Any town that has a, a you know a a, a a a huge minority population, especially in, in government, right? So
0: absolutely. Now, is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you'd like to add into the conversation? Um,
1: you know, look, um, if people love the film and stuff, we, again, I, I said, I mentioned this, like the, our backers actually, uh, helped us, cr- uh, crowdfund, uh, we have a whole comic book series now. We actually just funded our third issue this week. And so, uh it, and we these are connected to the movies so if you uh you know like this film and want to know more about it um i mean yes check out the original Loopy movie but we definitely have comic books that uh is created by actually the people who made who made the movie we had okay. our producer who drew the the book and we also had an assistant stunt coordinator who i didn't even draw drew like he's an artist so, oh, so wow. that, that's another extra component and i think you know it, it's really cool like this this movie was literally wheeled to existence by our backers and our <laughs> and our supporters. So I am very appreciative of, of, of the, the love that went into this project.
0: Nice, now what's the website where people can find that information? Uh, Lupiamovie.com. Uh,
1: and then on, on all the social medias is at Lupiamovie on IG, Facebook, and Twitter.
0: Patricio, thank you for speaking with me during the film festival. Please enjoy the rest of your time and good luck with the film. You too, Mark, and love that Lupia. <laughs> right, thank you so much. This is Mark Morin and special guest Patricio Janelsa talking about Lumpia with a Vengeance, an official selection of the 2021 Los Angeles Asian Pacific Film Festival. For those watching on YouTube, please like the video, subscribe to the page, leave a comment and share on social media. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, share. And you can also leave a review on iTunes. Any way you can support the podcast is very much appreciated. You can find every podcast episode and all of my movie reviews, including my review of Lumpia with a Vengeance on 206.com. This is the 206 podcast. Thank you for your time. Be safe and take care.